Welcome to episode number 14 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jane the Rotarian, and I'm super excited because today we're going to be talking about raw pizza, which is everybody's favorite food. Come on, pizza. Delicious. And at the very end of the episode, I'm going to give you some insider scoop about something new that I'm doing with therawtarian.com, and it involves mobile devices and apps for Apple products and Android devices. So stay tuned at the end of this episode for some more insider scoop on that. And I'll be back with you shortly. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for being here. So as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking all about raw pizza today. I've got a few notes. What are we going to talk about? My first bullet point just says yum. And that is to tell me that raw pizza is delicious. I mean, seriously, what do we love about pizza? I think it's fun to eat because you eat it with your hands. Um, Prior to being raw, it was very cheesy and ooey and gooey and kind of fun and exciting. And usually for me anyway, pizza meant, you know, it was Friday night or we were celebrating something. So I think it's very emotional as well. So, but I mean, really what does make a pizza? I think it certainly doesn't have to have cheese. Before I went raw, um, you know, I didn't even really have cheese on my regular pizzas anymore. We would get cheeseless pizza and frequently they'd actually pile on a lot more toppings when it you ordered it without cheese. And it was a different taste and it, it still was really quite tasty. So in this episode today, episode 14, all I'm really going to be talking about is how to make raw pizza. I'm not going to go into the specifics of the exact recipes but what I will do is tell you how you put together a raw pizza give you a few tips on how you can make it a little bit easier to put together because there are a few steps and I just really wanted to bring the concept of a raw pizza to your overall awareness you know basically make sure that you are aware that this does exist and it's actually not too hard to do Um, so that's the concept of today's episode and I'm just going to jump right in with the first second The second bullet point, remember I said the first bullet point was yum. This second bullet point I'd written just down basics. And what I really want to give you an idea of right at the very outset today is how you put together a raw pizza. Because depending on what equipment you have or whatnot, it'll be important for you to know right away how this is going to work. So the way I advocate creating a raw pizza is essentially a two-step process. And I do this in a two-step process because I actually find it's a little bit on my brain. It's a little bit easier because what I do and what the two steps are is step one, you're going to make your crust and then your crust is ready for whenever you want to make your pizza the next day, the next week, whatever. So step one is you're going to make a crust that you can have and it'll be ready for you whenever you want to make a pizza. And the step two part is really just getting that crust out that you've already created and slopping a little bit of sauce on it. Now, we'll go into the sauces in a minute, but basically this could be, you have a huge selection of sauces. And you know what I do? If I already have a sauce for something else that I've made, 
um, and I got a little bit of leftover, well, that's a great thing to do. You don't have to make, you know, a whole bunch of special sauces just for your pizza. So I love to use leftover sauce. So again, you're just putting some sauce on and all you're doing is chopping up a few veggies, whatever you have on hand as your toppings. Then you're going to pop that in the dehydrator because your crust has already been dehydrated. Yes, folks, step one part of the crust making, I'm sad to say, does involve a dehydrator. So if you don't have one, please, I'll hand you with a tissue and a Kleenex so you can cry. Because I know it's really disappointing when you hear about a recipe that needs a dehydrator if you don't have one. So I am sorry. But ultimately, yeah, step one is like making a crust, dehydrating it. And that, you know, takes forever, like 10 hours overnight, whatever. It takes forever to make the crust. But then once the crust is already made and maybe you've got that sitting in your fridge or your freezer, when you want to go to step two and just pull together that pizza, it's really easy. You just put on a little sauce, throw some toppings on there. I love to have, um, pretty simple, uh, you know, green pepper, onions, mushroom and maybe some pineapple or something like that whatever I've got on hand so then all you're doing is throwing that pizza in the dehydrator for maybe an hour or two and the only purpose is the crust's already done the really the purpose is to kind of get the sauce to dry out a tiny little bit and then also to get the vegetables to take on that sort of withered kind of almost cooked look but depending on how patient or impatient you may be, it really doesn't have to take long. Um, and if you were, you know, to do a faux pas, you could crank the heat up a little bit above the allowable temperature in your dehydrator. As we know, it's about 105 or 110 that is the recommended temperature. And occasionally I do tend to increase the heat of my dehydrator just to speed things along a little bit. And I think that that is perfectly acceptable, especially because the dehydrator does take quite a while to warm up during that first hour. So that's an overview. It was kind of a wordy overview, but really we're just going to look at all of that in more detail talk about how to make a crust, what's in a crust, the dehydrating time, etc. Then I'm going to talk about the different sauces you can use. And then thirdly or lastly, I'm going to talk about your toppings. And that's pretty much it. So it's going to be a pretty easy episode just talking about, um, you know, how to make this raw pizza. And we're going to just jump right into it right now. So starting with that crust. I have noticed that many crust recipes seem to be overly complicated just to make the crust. Now, come on, people. Do you really need to soak everything for 20 hours and then dehydrate it for 10 hours? I know it would be nice, but come on, let's be real. So on my website, therawtarian.com, where I have over 100 free simple satisfying recipes that you can download and they're all raw, raw recipes, I have two main pizza crust recipes that I'd like to direct your attention to. They're totally free. Just come on over to therawtarian.com and just type pizza in the search box and you'll find them. The two recipes are extremely similar. In fact, they're almost identical. The main difference is one of them just uses dry almonds and the other one uses almond pulp, which is just a leftover from almond milk. But really most of you if you're like me, I didn't really get into almond pulp, um, you know, 
until really recently so I'm not going to talk about that one too much really I'm just going to talk about the basic one that just uses dry almonds which probably most of you have in your pantry. So the general concept with making the crust is that it's a pretty easy recipe you're going to be using a food processor to what's the word I'm looking for you know to take big things and turn them into little tiny things. I don't know what the proper word for that is, but essentially I think you know what I mean. A food processor, it's a big plastic bowl with a big blade in the bottom of it. And it's differentiated from a blender in that blenders you use to make really um, wet stuff. And food processors you use to make drier stuff. Like pizza crust. And the example that I like to use for wet stuff made in a blender is a smoothie or a soup. So that's really wet with a lot of liquids. But anyway, so what you're doing is going to be combining a bunch of basic ingredients in your food processor, processing them up, and then forming either individual pizza crusts and then slapping them in your dehydrator and dehydrating them. Or what I tend to do lately, I find it a little bit easier and the results actually I like better, is forming your kind of like one huge pizza crust, a big square crust, like a pan pizza on one sheet or two sheets, depending on the size of your recipe, and then popping that in the dehydrator. And um, <laughs> I, my brain just started going, Lord Jane, are you rambling on too much? And of course I am. It's a podcast by myself. That's just what I do. Back, back on track here. So anyway, you're going to be Um, either making like little round pizza crusts or little triangles but really the easiest thing is to make one big sheet and then pop that in the dehydrator and then score it or make lines in it a couple of hours into the dehydrating and that is just the only purpose is to help you cut it or break it along those lines that you make um, when the final crust has been dehydrated so What I'm trying to say there is all you're doing is combining this thing in the food processor, processing it up for a minute or two, and then making um, a big crust and then dehydrating it. So let's talk about that crust recipe I was referring to earlier, the main one with just the almonds. So this recipe that I have here that I've created that I find to be one of the easier crust recipes is essentially two cups of almonds a cup of ground flax seed and really really you can use whole flax seeds and grind them yourself but I find it easiest to just buy flax seed meal. Now the reason this ingredient is important is if you didn't have this flax seed in the recipe um, it would fall apart because the flax actually acts as what we call a binding agent. It's kind of like a glue. So if you don't have this flax, it's not going to glue together and it's going to be super disastrous. So you've got to have that flax. Then we have water, a tiny bit of olive oil, a few spices, and some salt. So again, it's the main things that you would probably would need to make sure you have our almonds and flaxseed meal which is also known as just ground up flax seeds. So that's the ingredients and really you just start by throwing those almonds in the food processor on their own, processing them up and then adding the rest of the ingredients and processing them up as well. The spices that I mentioned to you are really just dried herbs. In this recipe I tend to use basil thyme 
and rosemary. I find that the rosemary, the dried rosemary, gives it a really nice flavor. I just love the rosemary and it's equal parts of each. But if you didn't have, you know, for example, if you just didn't want to put any of those spices in there, you, you'd be fine doing that. But of course, everything's better as written. But to make it even simpler, you could omit those. So essentially that's the concept of the crust and what we're going to be doing is popping that in the dehydrator as I referred to earlier. I do tend to, for the first hour, dehydrate on high. So that might be around 145 degrees, 140 degrees, something like that for the first hour. And what that does is it just helps to heat up your dehydrator really fast. But generally in the first hour, the temperature does not get up to that 145 so then I actually lower it as well to the so-called raw temperature which maintains the enzymes um, to be lower down to like about 110 and at that temperature you really do have to dehydrate the crust for um depends on humidity and a bunch of things but let's say eight or nine hours so it's it's a big process and much like any of my other dehydrator recipes I always suggest This is something you do in advance. It's not like you're like coming home from work and thinking, oh, geez, I'd like to make a pizza. And then you have to make crust, which takes 10 hours. So what you need to do is approach it from a different headset or mindset. It's almost part of your grocery shopping or, you know, it's getting ready in advance. So really this crust situation is something that you do in advance. You do these crusts so that later on in the week um, you can enjoy pizza but it's not something you can pull together at the last minute if you don't have a crust. So I think that's it for the crust because the general concept is we're dehydrating it. Then we're gonna cut it into the pizza shapes or slices. I tend to find it easiest just to cut into square pieces like a big pan pizza. And then a few hours into the dehydrating process, I will score it. So generally with like a normal dehydrator sheet, I will makes about six slices of pizza but I don't tend to try to make them into triangles I'd usually just make it into six square pieces and you can see um, some pictures of those on my website therotarian.com so that's the crust and as I referred to earlier as well I do have a really similar recipe that instead of the almonds the recipe is slightly tweaked and we use almond pulp but if you don't know what that is just ignore that because It's only really speaking to people who have excess almond pulp, but we won't go into that. So that was the all intensive conversation about crusts, which is the first part. And of course, the second part is going to be sauce. And the third part is going to be toppings. So sauces. When I used to eat a lot of normal, you know, standard American diet pizza, I definitely enjoyed Hawaiian pizza. That was my favorite. And I know sometimes they put a nice tropical tomato sauce on that and it was tasty. I used to also love Mediterranean pizza, which often would use pesto as the sauce. And pesto is really a very simple to make raw recipe actually that involves large quantities of basil or basil. And that is what pesto is. So that can be a great sauce. Generally, I use three main sauces interchangeably depending on the ingredients I have on hand or what sauces I may have left over from a different recipe. 
a little pause there. I'm getting so excited. I'm just ramped up about this pizza. I had to take out a drink of water. So the three main sauces that I would use are a simple tomato sauce, a pesto, which is generally, I generally make my pesto from basil or basil. Some people make it out of sun-dried tomatoes, but I don't tend to do that lately. And then the other type of sauce that I do like to use is a cheesy or creamy type sauce. And frequently what, what I will do here is if I have a raw ranch salad dressing, for example, also available on my website, but if I have that in the fridge, which I frequently do, it's great as just to use as a spread, just as your sauce, because I don't tend to like to have to make like a pizza sauce and then a cheese sauce and like you know blah 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 it's too complicated for me to put a whole bunch of like like say a tomato sauce and a mozzarella type sauce you know like a cheese factor on my pizza usually I'll just use whatever I have on hand so frequently um I'll use one of those sauces now the tomato sauce that I like to make is also on my website. Generally, these recipes are all kind of separately. So you want to look for pizza crust on my website. You want to look for tomato sauce on my website and things like that. They're kind of just individually set out that way. But the tomato sauce recipe that I like uh, basically uses tomatoes and some spices and some sun-dried tomatoes. That's a really nice sauce. I like that one a lot. It has a lot of zest and a lot of flavor. Um, a pesto, a raw pesto. There are many recipes out there. They're very simple. They tend to usually use basil and pine nuts or an alternative nut because pine nuts are super expensive. And a cheesy sauce that would be good. I mentioned my raw ranch sauce. That's pretty good um, on that. I do have my raw cheese sauce on my website as well. That would be good. Um, You certainly could combine some of these sauces if you're ambitious and you like to spend all day in the kitchen, which I do not. Um, Yeah, so those are your sauces. And really what you're doing is once you've got your crust, what you could do is, okay, ding the buzzer goes off your crusts are ready and now you go ahead and make your pizza right away because you want to eat it soon definitely you could do it that way but often what i will suggest is you make your crust and then you just pause you package up each slice of the crust with no sauce on it no toppings on it and you you know put them in ziploc bags or whatever however you want to do that and just put them in the fridge or put them in the freezer So if you're freezing them, you're going to have to defrost them before you use them. But the whole idea here is you certainly don't have to do this, but the idea is I want to get you in the habit of maybe keeping a bunch of pizza crusts in your fridge or freezer to use at a later date. So that's why we do that. It's totally not necessary. You could um, take the dehydrated crust that's still warm, put some sauce on it, put your veggies on it and pop it right back in the dehydrator, you know, within five minutes of the crust being done if you want to. So that whole waiting concept or the step one and step two concept is essentially just to um, encourage you to try to have a lot of crusts on hand so that when you feel like pizza, it's not a big deal to make it. So let's pretend that 
let's think in the terms of your weekly cycle. Let's pretend you do your grocery shopping on Sunday and maybe part of your grocery shopping is you might make a few things for your week. I know some people do that on the weekend in preparation for the next week. So let's say you made a double batch of crusts and you pop those in your fridge just to be available throughout the week. So now it might be Monday night and you just got home from work and you think, hmm, what am I gonna have for dinner? Pizza, please. And you go to your fridge and you pop out however many slices of pizza that you would like and you hopefully maybe have some type of sauce happening already. Um, meaning that you on the weekend made some sauce or whatever, or you have something you can use. You know, worst case scenario, you have no sauce, but that would be a little bit dry tasting, I think. So you wanna have some kind of sauce. What I'm also thinking too is worst case scenario, there's actually, they wouldn't be raw, but you know, like there's some good tomato sauce uh, jars and containers if you look in the spaghetti type area that you could keep on hand depending on how raw you are or whatever. But a lot of those, if you look at the labels, many of them have sugar and stuff, but some of them don't and they have been cooked, but that might be a nice option depending on how busy you are or how raw you're trying to be, etc. But what I would usually do is have something on hand, a sauce. So it's Monday evening after work. As soon as I get in the door, I'm gonna take those crusts out, put some sauce on them and then just chop up some veggies. Whatever you like to put on your pizza would be good. Some of my favorites would be mushrooms, pineapple, ooh, I love pineapple on a pizza. Green pepper is great. I like white onions. I love sun-dried tomatoes for a more Mediterranean feel. And I actually like putting some little sprigs of broccoli on there too. I know it sounds kind of weird. I'm not even a overly huge fan of broccoli, but it it can be varied as well. But what I like to do is just maybe have a couple of veggies on there. Like, let's take an example here. Maybe I would like to have green peppers, onions, and sun-dried tomatoes. So I'll quickly just chop those up, however many slices I want to eat for myself and my husband or my kids or whatever. I don't have kids, but I'm doing a hypothetical Monday evening here. So then you are going to just You've got that sauce spread on, then you're just going to sprinkle on your veggies that have been chopped nice and small. And then you're just going to pop those in the dehydrator. Like I suggested, you could put them on sort of a high temperature and that will allow the dehydrator to warm up quite quickly. Then really the action on that, if you didn't have to make your sauce, is literally like, I don't know, 10 minutes or less. Very easy. Just really chopping your vegetables. And then you've got those in the dehydrator warming up and you can pretty much eat them say in an hour or whatever. And basically those are ready to go. So that is essentially how you're going to be making your raw pizza. Of course, it's nice to have a cheesy type thing on your pizza as well, like to drizzle on kind of like a, let's say you put a tomato sauce and then you had some kind of cheesy sauce, maybe made with nutritional yeast. That's a common flavor in these vegan recipes for cheese. But I don't tend to do that just because I'm kind of lazy. And if, I think it would be even better if you sprinkle a little bit of cheese on there. You know, raw vegan cheese, quote unquote. But definitely not necessary. And certainly like to die for delicious without the cheese too. 
So that's an overall concept of the raw vegan pizza. I think that my crust recipes are really tasty in that they um, are pretty easy to make. It's just the whole issue of the big long drying time. Um, But other than that, they're just dandy and I love them and I had some yesterday and even on facebook.com slash the Raj Harian I put this crazy picture of me holding my pizzas that I made last night because I just really love them and I, I for me pizza is an emotional kind of symbolic thing of fun you know Friday night pizza night it's just a fun thing to do so I hope that's given you some ideas and made your mouth water a little bit for raw pizza Another nice thought too about raw pizza is frequently if you are lucky enough to live near a raw restaurant, if you do, I'm very jealous, Um, but they'll frequently serve raw pizzas there and that can be really fun because they are a little bit of work, but if you approach it in the sense of make the crust and then just deal with the crust on its own and then later you can pull together these quick pizzas, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. So that's an overall concept. And again, for anybody out there, this is a PS saying, if you do make almond milk and you have leftover almond pulp, this crust recipe, what is it called? On my website, if you look for almond pulp, I'm doing it right now. You can hear me typing. Almond pulp pizza crust. I'm really digging this recipe I created. And oh, typo. (laughs) Oh, well. I know it's there. So that could be helpful if you're doing that. But if you don't have a clue what that is all about, just stick with the regular pizza crust that just uses almonds. I think I really talked fast because I was so excited about this episode because I just suddenly thought, oh my God, this is delicious. I need to talk more about this and re-stimulate my brain about the tastes and flavors of my pizza that I had last night. So thank you so much for joining me. In other news, let's think. Oh, my big, huge, exciting news and possibly something we were celebrating the other day with our pizza night was the fact that um, the Rawtarians recipes are going mobile. Yes, you heard it here first on the Raw Food Podcast. I am just in the middle stages of releasing the, we're getting ready to release, the Rawtarians Raw Recipes mobile app for iPod iPad and Android as well and I'll be probably talking more about that on my blog and on my Facebook page and stuff but I am so excited about it it's just starting to come together now the stage we're at is we basically have the app completed and I'm really happy with it the main features are that you don't need internet access it's a lot easier to find the recipes that you're looking for and to navigate as opposed to especially if you're on a mobile device as opposed to um, you know, trying to look at the little website on therawtarian.com. So that's really exciting. It will be for sale. It's not going to be free. Um, just trying to recoup some of the cost of creating this darn beast of an app. But essentially, it will be available um, in the App Store on like, you know, Apple devices and also on the Android devices. And I'll let you know more. So make sure you're signed up for my newsletter at therawtarian.com. And then that way you'll be kept in the loop. I'm thinking that the price will be $2.99. And so I think it's pretty reasonable. And I'd really appreciate it if you have a mobile device and you enjoy my recipes. If you do, could purchase it. I would love you. But it's not ready yet. So hold your hostess on that one. 
But thank you for letting me talk a little bit about that. It's been really exciting. And I have a test copy of the app on my mobile phone thingy. And I find it super handy because I used to just really use um, paper. Like I have all this printed out paper and it's a gigantic mess and it's kind of hard to navigate. So that's the main reason why I wanted to create the app so that we could make it a little bit easier for you to find your recipes and make it just faster to refer to them. So thank you for being with me here on another episode of the Raw Food Podcast. I hope to have maybe some guests on with me next time. Well, maybe not next time, but in the future. But it's kind of scary because I'm used to just talking about myself. And what if I embarrass myself with the guest? I don't know. If you want to hear guests um, and you have some ideas for guests or you want to be a guest on my show, the Raw Food Podcast, that would be lovely. Well, this has been super long and I keep rambling on, so I will end it there. Thank you so much for being here with me, supporting me, sharing your recipes with me and enjoying everything that I do. I do it all for you and I love you all. Bye. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite, simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. And once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan Alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.